Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Mr. Sam Farber. Sam, how's it going, my man? It's going great. It's great to talk to you guys, especially when we got this exciting news of uh, the schedule dropping for the 23-24 season. All right, so I thought this schedule release was a little different. That's what I was just saying before you hopped on with us, Sam, because usually, yeah, like you're looking for information, the back-to-backs, the homestands, the road trips. I mean, we're still looking for a lot of the similar stuff, but I thought this schedule was a little bit different than previous years. What are a couple of things that stood out to you the most when you saw the schedule release yesterday? Well, I think there's two ways usually to look at the schedule. One is from a strategy standpoint, and that's where you're looking for the back-to-back, difficult travel sequences, difficult game sequences. And you know you're going to have to play all the other teams, you know, twice, uh, once-on-once road for all the Western Conference teams, some variation, three or four of everyone in the Eastern Conference. So, you know, the, the amount doesn't change. The order can make a difference. And I think in terms of the order, there's not a whole lot of red flags here for Charlotte. I think, you know, they, they do have more back-to-back than the average NBA team, but six of those are home-home back-to-back where there's no travel. So I think overall, from a strategic standpoint, it's a good schedule. And then from the fandom side of it, it's a really good schedule. You look at some of the big-name teams that, you know, fans want to see, MVPs like Nikola Jokic and Joel Embiid, they come to town on Friday and Saturday night. Those are always going to be marquee games whenever they show up in the building. But to have them coming on weekend nights where fans maybe have a little bit more freedom to really enjoy the event and see their Hornets take down some of these big names, I think that's huge as well. Sam, when you look at this schedule, the first 10 games, the winning percentage of opponents is around 36%. And so when you talk about Miles Bridges coming back after that 10th game, how much goodwill do you think that they could build up and then bring Miles back into the fold? And if he's anything close to what he was before he left, this team really starting to uh, get a good start on the season. I think you're thinking about it the right way. You want to look at Miles Bridges as an accelerator after having a good start. No one wants to punt on the first 10 games of the season. Quite frankly, the Hornets can't afford to do that because you're right. There's a lot of winnable games. There's a lot of home games in that stretch. Hornets open with three straight at home, including October 25th against the Atlanta Hawks. That'll be the season opener, the regular season debut for Brandon Miller. Um, But there's a lot of really winnable games in that set, and hopefully – the team plays well, has good health for everybody else. Knock on wood, that was the big red flag last season was availability. If they have it for the most part, even without Miles Bridges, those first 10 games, maybe they are 6-4, and 7-3, and three, heading into more difficult matchups on paper with the full roster then available to you. And then when you look at them having the 13th easiest schedule as projections kind of bear out, and I know the NBA is not big on divisions like other sports to where you really brag about being a division champion, but when you look at the Southeast and the fact that they have Washington and Orlando in there, even though Orlando always gives them a hard time, 
But Atlanta's a team that's very gettable for them. And then Miami, I feel like they may be able to get a game or so off of them this season if they're playing the right kind of basketball. So how advantageous is it, the division that they play in and that they get so many games against teams that they should be uh, as good or better than? Could could be very advantageous. Uh, You know, Miami has been a spectacular postseason team the last couple of years. Not a great regular season team all the time, and the Hornets play them well. Orlando, Charlotte's had a lot of success against. Washington's going into a rebuilding phase. Atlanta, the Hornets have had a lot of success against. So I think you're right, Charlotte. I mean, step one is make the playoffs any which way you can, but hanging a division banner would be a significant step here, I think, for the Hornets. You want to celebrate winning, and the Hornets had all kinds of issues last year just being on the floor. So I think if they can have their full group together, I think winning the division is very much a reasonable goal for this squad. I think you know a, a lot of the national media is looking at this team and this, this roster and comparing it to last year. And I just don't think that's the right way to think about it. If you're comparing it to last year, you're saying Dennis Smith Jr. was the point guard because LaMelo was out more often than he played. So you know, just having LaMelo, an all-star caliber point guard, maybe entering now his prime, uh, on the floor running the show for the Hornets is going to make them hopefully 10, 15 games better on his own. Voice of the Charlotte Hornets, Sam Farber, joining us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline, talking about the Hornets and the NBA schedule release. Now, something new this year for every NBA team, it was the NBA in-season tournament, the inaugural one at that. Anything to note there for you, Sam, when you take a look at the format for the in-season tourney? Well, I think that it's it's going to be an interesting process. I'm really intrigued by it. I think it all comes down to that final game, that 83rd game, the one that doesn't count towards the regular season. How do the players treat it? How do front offices treat it? Do they value the NBA Cup? That's going to end up being the question. But in terms of the rest of the schedule within it, they're all regular season games. So, you know, they, they have equal weight. If anything, maybe you're giving a little added incentive for a team to play one of their superstars on one of those games in the the midst of the season, right in the heart of the schedule, that maybe they would consider load management for. Maybe they wouldn't get up for as easily. I think that's maybe a positive that you can take away from it uh, in the the larger sense. But really, I think it's going to come down to that 83rd game. From the Hornets' perspective, though, it's a great calendar because you're going to have the first two home games of the play-in tournament, or not the play-in tournament, sorry, the in-season tournament, uh, the home games against marquee teams. Charlotte's going to host Miami November 14th, Milwaukee Friday night, November 17th. Giannis coming to town. Those should be great games and great shows and great entertainment for the Hornets faithful, as well as all the other ones. I mean, this, this is going to be a great season. I think anytime the schedule drops, you immediately look for your second favorite team or your second favorite superstar outside of the Hornets, the LaMelo ball, and you circle that and say, that's the one I want to go to. But I think this season is going to be a really exciting season for the Hornets and for all those great superstars that are going to be coming through Spectrum Center. Well, Sam, I don't know if you feel this way. The reason I feel this schedule release is so different, it's because if you play at home, you're going to be playing at home for a while. If you're traveling, if you're hitting the road, feels like you're going to be on the road for a while. Hell, I mean, we even see that there's a historic event here with the Hornets release and that they're going to have the longest homestand in franchise history right at the end of the season. To me, it doesn't feel as mixed and matched this year. Sam, I don't know if you noticed that, but two questions. One, did you notice it? And two, how do you like if you're on the road, you're going to be traveling a little bit more before you go back and forth because of what you do as the play-by-play announcer? 
Well, see, that's the thing. I don't think we're traveling so much more because you, you are. Well, no, it's just condensed. In. I don't mean to cut. It's right. just like it's just if you're at home, right? Like you have five games in a row and then you're traveling because the, the mileage actually doesn't add up. It just feels like it's more broken up into three or longer home stands, three games or longer road trips. It just feels weird to me. Uh, agreed. Agreed. I think, you know, you account for there's going to be two long Western Conference road trips and then maybe there will be a third one involving central time zone or right. Eastern Conference teams that maybe you're gone for two weeks. And that, that one really doesn't show up. So I think the Hornets, you know, even though they, they do have some longer road stretches out there, as every team is going to overall, I think it's a good schedule. And, and for fans, for the home games, you've got 19 dates, I believe, that are on Friday, Saturdays, and Sundays. So we got the perfect plan for all the Hornets fans out there. It's a pick 23 plan. You can go, you get automatically the first game of the year, opening night, October 25th against the Hawks. You get the last game of the year on the home schedule in April. And then beyond that, you're going to get, you get your pick, 21 other games. So what I would recommend is you take the 19 games that are all on weekends. Go ahead and grab that. You got the Lakers coming in on Monday in February. You've got the Warriors coming into town. You know, pick one other favorite game and you're set. You've got your pick 23 right there. You're ready for the season just in case you don't want to get the full season tickets. But either way, Hornets.com, and we look forward to seeing everyone October 25th for opening night against the Hawks.